helping you to find a healthier balance for every day. This is Building Balance on KCLOR with personal trainer and nutritional coach Natalie Lennon. Everybody, you are very welcome along to Building a Balance, a brand new show here on Casey Lore. We kickstarted just last week and it is an eight-week series dedicated to helping you build a healthier, a happier and a balanced life. Each week, we are choosing just one topic to explore alongside an expert that joins me for the duration of the show, taking an in-depth look at some of the most important aspects of well-being, exercise and nutrition right throughout the series. And of course, I'll be playing some upbeat motivational music to get you moving near the end. Being a personal trainer and nutritional and health coach myself, it is genuinely an honor to be here sharing my passion and helping you to build a better balance in your life too. If you want to get in touch with the show, lots of you did last week. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have a question, you have to get it in early for my guest. It is 083-306-9696. The dinnersready.ie sponsored text and WhatsApp line. Or you might even send me a voice note or you can email me after the show with any queries. Natalie Lennon at kclor96fm.com. With simple ways to enhance your quality of life. Building Balance on KCLR with Natalie Lennon. Now, last week we kickstarted the series with Tom Coleman. Tom is Ireland's top sleep coach. And if you missed it, you have to go jump on Spotify, search Building Balance with Natalie Lennon and have a listen. It's also up on the Casey Law website as well. It was a great interview. But this week, the topic that we are going to be discussing is resistance training or strength training, if you want to call it that either. And I'm over the moon to be joined for this week's episode by Paul Norton, a Carlo man who is an expert in strength training, weight loss, nutrition, wellness, and he coaches thousands of people online to help them transform their lives and gain more confidence. With over 23,000 followers on his Instagram and a well-established podcast himself, he's here to join us today to focus on strength and resistance training. Plus, he will be telling us a little about his recent adventures which you will struggle to believe. Paul, how are you keeping? Not so bad, hostings. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, do you want to start off by telling me, I suppose, a little bit about how you got into what you're doing? And am I right in saying, I know you're going to tell me about your adventures, but you've only recently moved back to Carlo from? Uh, America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, 12 years away from home, so... Oh my goodness. And how are you finding being back in Carlock? Yeah, it's good. Being back a week now, so just, you know, getting routine going and trying to build an office at home and, you know, we've got a new puppy, new nephew and all that kind of jazz and trying to get back in the gym and just general life. It all takes time. Yeah. You're building balance. Building balance, 100%, yeah. <laughs> trying to find balance, yeah. So, Paul, I have been, we've been following each other on Instagram for quite some time, so I know you are an expert when it comes to resistance and strength training. I'm going to dive straight into it. When it comes to strength or resistance training, you know, we hear the term a lot, but what does it really mean? I suppose basically resistance training is, is lifting weights. To keep it simple, it's just like lifting weights, putting your muscle under tension, to break your muscles, to basically get that toned look as we think. So it's just lifting weights in general, putting your muscle under resistance. Yes. Um, and I suppose it for those who maybe don't do weightlifting or they're new to strength training, 
it can also be kind of body weight based at the beginning or like using resistance bands to a degree. Would you say that too? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like even my recent travels every day, like just doing body weight stuff, it doesn't matter what you do. It's as long as you're, you could just do squats up and off a chair as resistance training because you're putting your muscles under tension. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about putting those muscles under tension. So when it comes to strength training, would you say it should be part of everyone's life? I think so, yeah, especially as you get older, because as you get older, it's so important as you get older, you know, your bones get stiffer, joints get stiffer, and just training in general just helps so much, especially when you get older, that's my, that's my yeah. big concept. And I think many people don't see it that way when it comes to strength training, it's kind of like, well, I'll do it when I'm young, and as you get older, we're too afraid to start new things. And I understand that fear because, you know, I'm not that I'm, well, I like to think I'm not old just yet, but you know, I'm getting there 30 this year and it's really scary trying new things. But strength training, especially for women and bone health is so important. Oh, 100%. And it's daunting, especially you going to gyms there and it's full of young people, you know, lifting weights, making whatever noises. It can be quite daunting to <laughs> go into a gym and maybe lift weights. So mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is even like just doing stuff at home is so important. Yes, you don't have to go to a gym yeah. to do strength training. That's really important to emphasize because mm. gym gym intimidation, I think, is the, <laughs> the term that the cool kids give it. It's real. And even as someone, I'm not sure if you relate to this, who has been going to the gym for years, I still get very nervous going into a new gym. Oh, same as me. Even like if I go like, you know, let's say I go to Kenny or someone go to the gym there, it'd be pretty daunting as yeah. well. Yeah, I went to a new gym this morning. Um, urban gym in New Ross I was down there yeah and I was so scared going in (laughs) so scared question my next one many people prefer cardio Paul and I I would have had many clients in the past go I just prefer running I just prefer swimming if a person prefers cardio um, as many runners would let's discuss maybe this why he or she should try to weave in some strength training why should they Paul's injury prevention is a big mm-hmm. one I have a client recently who just exact same loves running and she, I just met her a simple plan of resistance training like working your glutes hamstrings and it's all injury prevention plus it makes you faster stronger too so if you're running for cardio it makes you feel good it's good for your heart health but then it's also understand that if you're doing resistance training it's making them bone stronger because if you're running a lot of impact on your hips and joints and it just everything bangs and clatters yeah. whereas if you can get stronger it just saves injury prevention and a really good example is I do CrossFit and for me I think CrossFit is more cardio it's probably going to be a bit of an upset but I do resistance training on top of that but I've never got injured in you know in doing CrossFit whereas I've got some friends and people who might just jump into CrossFit straight away without doing any previous resistance training and they get injured so much so yes. for me like mm-hmm. resistance training is a way to keep yourself healthier fitter stronger but also injury prevention as you get older I could not agree more and when it comes to training I might as well touch on it now do you know that you were saying like with CrossFit and if you want to get your thoughts in on this guys 083 306 9696 the text and whatsapp line when it comes to CrossFit, I feel like that's become a trend nowadays and a lot of people jump straight in because it is just that and like fun to post online. But I really do think that's a sport that you you can't start without first going to a personal trainer and learning the basics. Oh no, because CrossFit's like full of lunatics, like just people doing crazy stuff, like lunatics. So Don't get offended, CrossFitters. <laughs> Even for, and it's what you said that like I've got clients who've just even when I was in the gym in New Zealand years and years ago, I'd have people come in and do CrossFit and to be injured. And there's a bad rap of CrossFit, you know, for injured people getting injured. But it's not that CrossFit makes you injured. It's more so maybe people are not aware of the movements and no. maybe they're not as strong in certain areas. But for me, like I went into CrossFit like two years ago, even running, and I don't get injured because I spent time doing resistance training, like getting stronger in yeah. all them areas. I do think there is a lack of education 
when it comes to injury prevention and probably the basic, basic, basics for people starting CrossFit. I think that's something that's missing from that that like section of the fitness industry. Anyway, we'll move on from that one. I want to ask you this. So a lot of women, because your specialty is working with women for fat loss, for improving their confidence, but a lot of women tend to shy away from strength training with the fear that they're going to get too, you know, in quotations, bulky. And I really want to break down this myth on the show today. It is a real concern. Do you see this a lot? I do, yeah, we but it is getting better, but I suppose to put out that like you're not gonna get bulky because if you look at males and females, like males have got more testosterone, that's the main building blocks for muscle. So if you're a female, you're lifting weight, you're you you have not got testosterone to get bulky. Now you do see some cross for athletes in fairness who are like they're like tanks, but that's that's a whole different sport. If you're lifting weights in the gym, you're not gonna get bulky, you just haven't got the hormones to them growth hormones. Mm-hmm. If you some bodybuilder females who do bodybuilding, they might take supplements or whatever they might do other stuff to get that muscle growth but in general terms you're not going to get bulky and as as a female who has been lifting weights for quite some time now I do enjoy you know running as well now Mm. that I can because I was ginger for a while like it is so hard to gain that muscle I think women don't realise how much food you need to eat and not just that but how hard you need to push in the gym to gain that muscle. It's not just lifting a few weights kind of half-heartedly. No, definitely not. And then obviously you have your cycle as well, plays a massive part, but you're not going to get bulky. You just, just, you're going to, if you're looking to get toned, that's basically dropping body fat, building muscle. So to get that toned look, as they say, all you're doing is trying to build a wee bit of muscle, but you're not, you're not going to get like bulky as a male, let's say. Mm-hmm. Paul, as an experienced coach that works with women, what do you see as being their biggest concerns and struggles? In the gym or what in general? Overall, when it comes to taking on strength training and resistance training, like is it that they struggle to to accept their body image or are they genuinely jumping into strength training because they want to build stronger bones and look after their body as they get older? Probably a few things. Probably like intimidation is the big one, education. But then if I've got clients who are in the gym lifting weights, their cycling plays a massive part too because some weeks they'll be strong. Another weeks, other weeks they won't be as strong. So, you know, let's say going off topic, you know, your luteal phase, I've got a lot of clients who won't be as strong in that area so they feel deflated for the first week or two of their cycle. You know, follicular phase, they'll be full of energy. 14, let's say ovulation, they'll be even stronger. But then come to week three and four, then they'll see a massive, massive decrease in strength and they'll get demotivated and then that cycle continues continues but then once I get my clients let's say anyone listen to this to understand how your cycle works then you can start to train around your cycle but if you're trying to tra- if you're trying to train week one two three and four the exact same you know it gets hard because every week is going to be different with hormones doing different things so the biggest thing for me working with women is the cycle is a huge huge part once you can understand your cycle it becomes your best friend your whole your life will just transform around but if you're trying to train every single week and keep it like every week the exact same nutrition and training resistance training that's where it gets quite hard Paul I'm so glad you touched on this because it's something that really is not talked about enough within like the fitness industry and particularly when it comes to strength training so I just want to dive into that a little bit slower once more for for women who are listening please stop putting the pressure on yourself to train as hard as you do every single week of your menstrual cycle it is really important to understand how you should train around it and like Paul was saying there those first two weeks that's when you're strong. That's when you go for it. But those second two weeks, particularly week four, go easy on yourself. Like low intensity, steady state cardio is going to be the way to go. 
And don't be disheartened if you're not feeling as strong or if your weight is fluctuating because that happens a lot coming into week four, week one of your cycle too. 100%. And it can be quite hard too if you're going to the gym with your boyfriend or partner and he's training like every week he's getting stronger stronger you have to understand that you know you and him would be you're completely different you're everything is like everything is geared the opposite way so it's a well it's about not comparing yourself to other people too or other people so always compare yourself to who you are yesterday not like anyone else and that's probably the biggest tip i'd say on that I could not agree with you more. I have a question about how we can shift our mindset to becoming more focused on sustainability and health rather than just fat loss. It's a big question. It's a favourite topic of mine. I'm going to ask you just after the break. Your weekly vitamin boost of positivity. Building balance on KCLR with Natalie Lennon. Now you're very welcome back to the show. You are listening to Building Balance. It is our second episode of the series and Natalie Lennon here with you. And today I'm joined by Paul Norton and we are talking all about strength training and resistance training. My next question is one that I'm really passionate about and we may have differing views on this one, Paul. There could be a war here yet. There could be. Uh, (laughs) So listen, when it comes to my journey, Paul, I've spoken about this on Casey Laura many times I really try to shift the focus of training away from the physicals and that is because I got damaged by it um, you know I, I struggled with body dysmorphia big time as a result of doing a bodybuilding competition and I've really had to try and bulletproof myself to comments on my body because comments on my body always kind of trigger me nowadays to go back to bad habits and I know a lot of people especially from working with women myself as well put a lot of pressure on themselves to lose X amount of pounds and so on and this is why they get into strength training this is why they do an online coaching program you are an online coach I was also an online coach I did it similarly to how you did but I changed my clientele to helping women who were struggling with body dysmorphia and disordered food relationships that develop this as a result of kind of the before and after picture the 12 week fat loss program mm. But I know, both. I know, like that way of, of operating has its positives too. And like, how can we shift people from primarily focusing on just the physicals and the aesthetics to putting that as a secondary or tertiary? And the primary reason that people move and train and go to the gym is health, well-being, mood. How can we shift that to being the primary reason? Suppose the biggest thing for me is like, how do you want to feel? How do you feel? Like I tell my clients all the time is like, how do you want to feel in six months time? Not how do you want to look in six months time? How do you want to feel in six months time? A good example is I gained about six kg recently, you know, on my recent trip there. And you know, the pictures there, there's a difference in the pictures, but to be fair, the pictures don't bother me. It's more so how I feel inside. So I could look at these two pictures and say, Jesus, I've gained six kg here, but that's that to me, it's only it's only an image. It's how I feel inside. And I say this to my clients, like whether your goal is to, you know, whether it's lose one kg, drop a dress size, whatever it may be, it all comes back down to how you feel and being more confident. Everything we do, that's why my program is called Confident for Life. Like everything, everything we do is for confidence. Like a job, everything you do in life comes back down to more confidence. You want to get promotion in this radio station. You know, you want more confidence. If you want to, you know, drop a dress size or lose weight, what's the reason? It it all comes back down to confidence. And everything I do with my clients, and even in life, everything boils down to confidence. Whether it's to you know, be on this podcast, you know, it's about building more confidence, whether it's to have my own podcast, build more confidence. So it doesn't matter how you look or what it is, it's how you want to feel because feeling is emotion. And I tell my clients that when you're setting a goal, like you set a goal of Asher, I want to lose 5kg or drop a dress size, that goal, 
there's nothing there like even saying it there's nothing behind it but when you have a reason why you want them goals whether it wants to you know feel good in yourself feel good in your own skin again then you're putting emotion behind that goal and then what you're doing is then you're going away from this body image and this image of how you look in the mirror to how you feel because a feeling is far more powerful than what you may look like in the mirror like I've been shredded before and I've gained a few kg now and if you know it's how I feel even though I, it, I guarantee you're happier now 100% yeah and like it's and I, I want to lose this I want to lose personally 5-6 kg but I'm not losing that weight to, for an image I'm losing it just to feel better because I feel a bit sluggish <laughs> a bit tired I can kind of feel a little bit weight carrying here and there. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and just I, how you feel. Yeah. I love how much you bring it down to confidence because that's what we should be helping mm. people to build, and it's confidence in who they are, what they are, how they feel. And one thing that I always say is, when you have the tools to like properly look after your health inside and out, you're confident because you're not relying on someone to always hand you the workout, to hand you the meal plan. That's really important to get you started. But you need to be educated by that coach, not dictated by them, educated at the same time. I love that that phrase, education over dictation when it comes mm. to coaching. And I think everyone's looking for the next best coach nowadays, but it's really important that you look for one that educates as well as dictate. My next question for you, love that answer, Paul. How do you see the mindset, com- like ladies' mindsets, compared to that of men taking on a lifestyle challenge to incorporate strength training? Because you focus with females. Do you see a big difference in mindset? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose uh, men like, you know, men like lifting things that have that kind of aggression that, you know, that testosterone to actually want to lift things, you know, they crave the protein. Because like, if you look at like muscles, muscles, you know, you've got bigger muscles. If you could see Paul now, he's showing me his biceps here in studio. There we are, Johnny Bravo here. <laughs> but like, you got more muscle, like I'll need more protein, I'll probably crave more protein. So even like stuff like that, as a male, you're bigger built, you're kind of built more for lifting things and stuff and strength training. But it can be hard for, you know, especially my client Sue who's going into a gym where it's quite daunting. And if you mm-hmm. look at the gyms in Carlo, there's a lot of lads there and, you mm-hmm. know, it can be quite hard. So I think the mindset shift, it is getting better and better. But again, for me, it's about helping anyone listening that, the lift weights for you know to not just to look a certain way but to benefit your life because that's what you're trying to do is everything we do is about trying to benefit your life for now and for the next 10, 20, 50 years that's it because we all want to live to 110 <laughs> when it comes to genuine I'm not joking what are some of the best basic strength exercises that we should be doing probably simple stuff like squats, lunges like you know it's just stuff that keeps you moving I think on Instagram on TikTok and obviously I'm, I'm hugely addicted to both there is there's like a trend nowadays where people are taking all these kind of fluffy exercises and putting them into circuits and doing like their ab challenges and popping them onto Instagram and TikTok because they get so much engagement but they're not really any good for helping anyone with their goals they're probably causing more injuries if anything the basics are what works your squat your deadlift your lunges your bench press your plank and if people don't know what they are that's okay. Mm. But maybe think about going to a personal trainer for a couple of sessions and it doesn't have to be with a big heavy barbell. It's just basic movements. If you like, if you look at your grandparents, a good example, like look how they move and walk and like how do you want to move and walk when they're older? Mm. Like I know if my grandparents had anyone that's older maybe, you know, were to do exercise younger, they'd probably move a lot more better now than, you know, they are now. Like, yeah. So. yeah, I couldn't agree more. This may seem like a simple question, but for those who don't know, can you explain to us, Paul, what are sets and reps and how many should we be doing of each exercise to optimise the outcome? Let's say the outcome is 
the goal to be like toned. Again, I'm, I'm using my inverted commas here in the studio <laughs> because toned is not really a word that any coach likes. Basically, that means fat loss and muscle gain at the same time, which is very hard. But the optimal sets and reps and what are sets and reps? I suppose, yeah. So reps is like, you know, sets is like, you know, you might have four, so four sets is four times and reps in as many times you do repetition. So, you know, I lift up this, this glass here. I've got a glass here and like that's like, you know, one set, you know, two sets. So a set has only basically got a set and then you have like um, repetitions, so 10 repetitions. But I suppose in terms of what you're saying about, you know, toning up and stuff, realistically, it all comes down to your food because you want to make sure that if you're in the gym lifting weights, like you're not in the gym lifting weights to drop body fat, drop weight. You're in the gym to lift weights, to get stronger, to feel better, to improve yourself. And just a quick one I always say is that Every time, and this is what I do to my clients, every time you go into the gym, you have a chance to become a better version of yourself. If you go into the gym, whether it be the first time, and you, let's say, you might do an extra half a kg, you might do an extra 10 steps, you have then improved yourself in the week before. So don't use the gym as a way to lose body fat or whatever it may be, that comes from nutrition. But when you go into the gym, you have the chance to become a better version than you were yesterday. And again, all you have to do is you could do one extra rep, you could do one extra set, and then you've become you've became a better version than you were yesterday. Could not agree with you more. If we could just bottle that and put it into everyone's <laughs> mindsets when they walk into the gym, we'd all be flying it. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with you just after this. Your weekly vitamin boost of positivity. Building balance on KCLR with Natalie Lennon. You're very welcome back. You are listening to Building Balance here. Natalie Lennon with you. If you want to get in touch with the show, 083-306-9696, the dinnersready.ie sponsor text and WhatsApp line. We're here with Paul Norton from Carlo. He is a resistance and strength training expert. Paul, my next question for you, free weights or machine-based weights? Good question. I'd probably look at oh, I'd probably look at um, machine weights first. Like if you're just starting out in the gym, machines and free weights is, is the better overall choice. But if you're someone starting the gym, like machine weights is, is just far more better, safer. And it's just good to get used to it too. So definitely machine weights if you're starting off. Interesting. I think we have a differing view here. Oh, here we so are. <laughs> no, no, I do agree with you. Um, especially when you're someone who's really nervous, like machines are the best way to go to overcome that gym fear. But then I think it's really important to emphasize that you do move away from them. 100%. Because the squat is just one exercise I think everyone needs to be able to do. Yeah. And I don't think the hack squat machine is ever going to get you there the same way. I hate that machine. I know, me too. Okay, how often do you think the general population should strength train? So we're not talking about, you know, someone who wants to get the words that we hear in the industry nowadays, you know, shredded or jacked or ripped. Just the general population for health. So three times a week is enough, isn't it? Yes, 100%. and how long a session would you say? I'd say like 45 minutes is quite good. I half, think half that'd be good for, going. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good going. I think even half an hour for some people is plenty. Yeah. How often, and I know you're only getting back into a pod and you're just home from crazy adventures, which I'm going to ask you about, but ideally, how often would you train? I would... For me personally, I'd probably go six days. That's because I just like how it makes me feel. I don't mm. do it for the... I do it because I feel good. No, I hate doing free weights while I like doing CrossFit but I would probably go six times I do the free weights because I know it's going to benefit me from you know, resistance training and I do a CrossFit because it makes me feel good so for me I exercise to feel good it's feel good 
look good, not the other way around. 100%. It's not look good, feel good, because that's what we are brainwashed into believing. Yeah. Okay, so your recent adventures, Paul, at the beginning of the show, you know, you said you were just getting back into things. I saw you post on Instagram about kind of the transformation journey you're taking on again yourself because you haven't been, you know, in routine because you have been doing something absolutely incredible. Paul, tell us about your recent Everest adventures. Yeah, so I recently went up to Mount Everest, 6,200 metres and just shorts and no top on, carrying 15 kg bike. Absolutely incredible. So uh, you're going to have to elaborate there first, please. Um, <laughs> Why did you do it? Like, how long were you planning it? How difficult was it? Just um, wearing shorts, like... Yeah, well, the whole thing was I was just doing Everest for my granddad, you know, it was a tribute to him. So the whole idea was to try to get up to the, as far as I can, put some prayer flags out, so... And then the reason for the no shirt, no top on was just to challenge myself because obviously my granddad was, you know, in his biggest challenge and for me, I wanted to challenge myself as much as I could. So for me, it was about, right, how can I do this hard? So shorts, you know, no top on, went up to 6,000 metres, done the prayer flags, then came back, came back down to Mount Everest and then recorded a podcast um, in tribute to him up in base camp. Did you record the podcast without a top on? Yeah. No, I know I had a top on because okay. it had it was quite windy. still like it was probably a light one. What temperature was it up there when you were doing all this hiking, like the most of the trip in just shorts and your hiking boots? What temperature was it? Up at six thousand two hundred, it was minus twenty. There's a picture on Instagram there. My beard was frozen, my hair chest was frozen. It was just it was probably the hardest time of my life trying to get that last two hundred meters because I could see the peak right there. And it was, I was so close to giving up, but then, you know, somehow my mindset, because everything, everything's mindset, whether it's, mm. you know, health and fitness, mindset is so important. And for me, it's like, just had to get that right mindset. The reason why I was doing it, come back to me, why, you know, why I was doing this climb and I could see that peak, but it was so, so hard. You know, it was crying, tears, sweat. To give people just an idea, so 6,400 metres. Mount Leinster 6,200. 6,200, sorry. <laughs> it's similar name, similar. <laughs> <laughs> to give people an idea of how tall that is when you think in terms of a mountain, Mount Leinster in Carlow, the Blackstairs mountain range, 794 metre high peak. You're talking 6,200. You must be one of the only people who has done that in just shorts or is that the done thing? Probably is. I'm probably, especially a podcast, I'm probably the only person from Carlo, hopefully, that's on a podcast of Mount Everest, but de- definitely going up there topless. <laughs> I find it very hard to believe that <laughs> anyone else from Carlo has hiked Mount Everest topless and recorded a podcast up there. It's just incredible. It's the go- incredible. The goal is to get to 7,100, but unfortunately, I had to come back down as fast as I could. So, my, my, my guide, I had a guide, and he actually got sick at 4,000 meters, but I kept on going myself. Did you have anyone with you beyond that? No. Nah. No. no, no altitude sickness, you know, no cold. Because I've been doing like, I've been doing like cold showers, ice baths yeah. for years and years. I did Wim Hof breathing. So as I was going up, I was able to control the breathing. I got up to 6,000, back down again. It was, it was a good challenge. So next, the next one, I'll probably, I want to get up to 7,500. The next one? Yeah. Oh my God. Paul Norton, seriously, fair play. It's absolutely incredible. And I know you had to come home really quick for your granddad. Mm. Um, so I'm really sorry to, to hear about the loss of your granddad, but he was following your journey along the way and he knew you got back safe 100 percent. that's that's incredible so when you are heading off again you'll have to let us know we'll get you in here before <laughs> you go but to bring you back then to carlo and resistance training so how do you motivate yourself to keep going 
this I really I actually don't, I, I don't I do a coaching call every Monday and I done one last night with my clients and one thing that I I hate people is the word motivation because like you're never you're never motivated to do stuff like I wasn't motivated to, to climb the mountain it was just discipline and I to how I work it is that when you have your goal, you, you know, you have your goal, then you have your why. When you have your why, then that's the emotion. When you have that emotion, then you then have to, I hate this word, but you have to be disciplined in some aspects to head towards that why. And then when you're disciplined after a certain time, you start to see results. When you see results, then you become motivated because you feel happy. And then that kind of keeps you going. But then what happens is that motivation runs out and then people get stuck. But we have to keep on coming back. It's like a big like a hamster wheel. Yeah. It's like your goal, your why, discipline, motivation. And it goes around in a circle. So for me, like I'm not motivated 80% of the time, but I always come back to my goal, to my why, how I want to feel. And yeah. then... That word, I hate that word discipline, but we have to be disciplined in so many areas of life. The word discipline, though, I used it here in a conversation with uh, a woman, the Emerald Nanny, Brenda Doody was her name, <laughs> on the January Drive. We were speaking about children and how you treat children around, you know, bedtimes and things like this. Discipline sounds like a harsh word, but it isn't. And I think we need to take the harshness away from that word mm. because discipline is a really important aspect of life. And I think if you can have discipline with your nutrition, with your boundaries, you know, your social boundaries, with your training, that's something to be really proud of. Discipline is not easy to develop. Um, so I think it's it's not a word to hate um, at all. I, I definitely agree with you in using mm. it. Um, you know, we often hear motivation gets you started it's not what keeps you going. No. You know, it's routine. It's consistency that keeps you going. You just, like, you know, I went out for a run last night. Did I really want to? No, but like, it's it's just habit. It's consistency. Yeah. It's keeping it up because that is what, it just kind of keeps that hamster wheel turning, I guess. And I, I suppose just a quick one there. It's like if you go to work, isn't it? You come to this show on time because, you know, you value your job. So you could say you're disciplined to come on time or you could say you value your, your job to kind of do a good job. So it all comes back down to what you value too. When it comes to the best way to get started on a strength program, what would you say that is? Um, that's a good question. Everyone's going to be different, but I hate, but again, it's just doing something, isn't it? It could be even going for a walk down the road. It could be even like just doing, get up off and down off your chair 15 times. I like do that four times. It could be, yeah. you know, you know, getting down the floor back up 15 times. Even doing that is it's just getting started. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced that with, you know, family members who've gone through injuries in the past. Just getting up and down off the floor can be can be mm. tough after injuries. Um, and really, when you're answering that, Paul, I think of kind of, you know, an older-ish population. I always um, am worried that people are going to take offence by saying, you know, the older population. But I think it's so important that, that they realise more and that we continue to remember as we age like getting up and down off a chair 15 times is going to yeah. work like you need to work those muscles individually you want to prevent sarcopenia the loss yes. of muscle mass as you age that, that's a given if you want to prevent it you got to do your strength training if, you, if you've just gone through a serious illness or a surgery walking is strength training then you'll get used to it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Then you need to bring in something else. You know, you got to keep on switching up that stimulus to your muscle groups. The biggest don'ts, the biggest do not do when it comes to strength training. Probably comparing yourself to other people, like comparing yourself to yes. Sally down the road who's doing 100 kg squat. Let whatever. Sally on. Yeah. <laughs> comparing, honestly, that's the biggest thing. He's been to the gym and comparing yourself to other people that she can do this or he can do that. So not comparing. Because when you compare, like, you know, you're kind of, you're doing yourself out with favours, really. And it's very hard not to do because I can't remember the statistic on this, but most of the thoughts that we have in the day are negative. Mm. And it's up to us to be 
that self-aware that we can switch them to being positive and to stop them in that moment of negativity before they spiral. You know, no one is constantly a positive thinker. They've just gotten much more self-aware and they've developed like a stronger metaphorical muscle to switch that negative into being positive. But when it comes to comparing yourself to other people, I still do it all the time. And I even said it this morning, the class I went to, I was like, I feel like body weight relative. I'm not as strong as the other girls. Mm. And I compare myself to that. You know, I'm taking off the weights and she's putting, stop, stop, switch that thought. It doesn't matter. The only person you need to compare to is you and the person you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean physically, I mean mentally. I think, I think that's, that's such a strong point to put forward. I'm so glad that was your answer to the biggest don't <laughs> when it comes to strength training. I, I would also add on to that to say, you know, other don'ts when it comes to strength training. Don't overdo it. Don't mm. dive in too deep too soon because you'll hate the process. Yeah. You got to baby step it. Have you experienced that with clients before? 100%, yeah. Like I'd always say if I do clients like, you, you know, even just go one day for 10 minutes and just get started in next week, go for 12 minutes, then next week go 15 minutes. So just the smallest steps makes, you know, the biggest change. How important is it to warm up and cool down properly? This is, that's a, it's a very controversial, you know, stretching and stuff like that, but it is important to warm up. Like for me, if I, I don't really, I'll stretch in the mornings, but before the gym, I'll maybe do some sort of like, you know, movements beforehand, like whether if let's say I'm doing squats, I might do some body weight squats to get warmed up and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I think it is important to warm up beforehand, definitely for injury prevention, injury prevention. Definitely. And even when running, um, have you done much running? A little bit, yeah, but I retired after like 2K. <laughs> Thought you were going to say after like 27, um, after 2K, love it. When it comes to, you know, gym intimidation, we kind of spoke about this and how to overcome it. And I do think, you know, baby stepping is important. Maybe going to machines first is important. Mm. Joining a class. I know both of us have kind of moved to online coaching. But I think it's also, and I, I, maybe you don't agree, maybe you do. I still think it's really important that before you do an online coaching program, you get into a gym with a person and do one-to-one -one so they can really see your form. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, like I was a PT for geez, three or four years now, so it's definitely a good point to... I, like my clients will send me videos, but I think it is important if you are a little mm. bit sceptical to have someone to show. Even like doing classes, you can still like judge people's form in classes too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about recovery and nutrition after workouts because I know nutrition is a strong point of yours. Mm. We just didn't go into too much here today because I will be having a nutrition focused episode. But let's start with asking, is strength training fasted a negative thing? Um, I don't think so. Like I, I'll train faster to be honest because it, it everyone has different opinions, but it's how you feel. Like it's, it's honestly how you feel. For me... Would you... <laughs> you can see my finger going for the next question. Sorry, I wasn't asking you to shush. That was my, I talk a lot with my hands here. <laughs> Would you, if you train fasted, then think it's really important to get protein ASAP after a workout? 100%. For me, like I, I've just, for me, like personally, I like having like, you know, some steak after because that gives me iron. But then recently too, like I, I, I have often trained fasted and it, there's no, there's no, there's no like, there's no really there's, people will say oh you're fast you tap into fat stores all this kind of stuff for me it just works for me yeah. some people like having breakfast some people don't it, it, to be honest it's personal preference for you, me and you you what have to find what you? works for you I in the past thought that training fasted was something I enjoyed mm. um, I realised it wasn't I realised it was something I was being a bit obsessive over that I had to get my session done in the morning mm. um, you know before I did anything else and then when it comes to females and our hormones 
it's it's okay if you want to train fasted, but it is very important for females to get food in like pretty soon after to protect your hormones and um, reduce stress on the body. For females, I would say it's better to have something, just something small, even if it's just a carbohydrate mm-hmm. or it's pre-training from a hormonal perspective, because we all know that a lot of people, well, we don't all know, but a lot of, you know, athletes can lose their menstrual cycle because of stress on the body. So you're going to reduce that if, if you have fuel there. But like that is probably a niche proportion of the population who are training that hard and that often. 100%. But I would agree with you. Um, when it comes to pre-workout foods, for those who want them, you like quick pre-workout snacks. Do you have any favourites? I like I like um, I feel a steak to be honest. As a steak. I feel a steak. Yeah. Uh, as a snack. A snack. Yeah. Oh my god, you're, you're good. You are very good at steak. I'm like <laughs> crazy about energy balls or something sweet and tasty. Because to me, it's like it's got minerals, vitamins, has iron, but it doesn't yeah. like even bananas good. Like a banana is, is is a great snack. Yeah, you practice what you preach. Mm. Um, you can definitely tell that. Would you say that um, it is always necessary to have protein directly after workout? Speaking about people now who would have eaten during the day beforehand no if you want to get like not really people get so caught up in like you know this muscle photosynthesis a fancy word but not really for a general population once you're getting your protein throughout the day that's good enough unless you're like bodybuilding or you're doing something you know crazy then you look at protein timing but yeah. ideally like 20 minutes or an hour after workout was quite good I'm so glad you said that like I think well I, I would say an hour is plenty mm. I wouldn't say I'd say ideally 20 if you haven't if you're training fast in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there is definitely a misconception. You know, protein powders are really useful mm-hmm. when it, if you're struggling with getting in enough protein from food, but they're not something you need to have after your workout. No. And when I first started doing training of any kind, I thought I was so cool walking through campus <laughs> with my, my bright um, pink shaker. No more <laughs> needed it. We're going to go to a quick ad break and we'll be back after this with our Get to Know the Guest. Finding a healthier balance for every day. Building balance on KCLR with Natalie Lennon. You're very welcome back. We are just coming into our last minutes of the show and we have been here today with Paul Norton, an expert in strength and resistance training. We really dove deep into everything surrounding the topic and I truly do hope that discussing it today, we have helped you to understand the importance of it, no matter what age it's always the right time to get started in strength training. Obviously, everything is individual dependent when it comes to, you know, injuries and your goals and what you're able to do. But I hope we have helped to debunk some myths. I hope we have helped to switch the focus from primarily being about aesthetics and body image to how you feel, that it's feel good, look good, not the other way around, to realize that no one's motivated all of the time. Um, Discipline isn't a bad thing. Um, Paul, what do you think? Have I touched on some of the most important topics we've uh, spoken about no, today? No, it was good, yeah. Some like just good fundamentals of you know health and fitness, isn't it? I could not agree more. And any questions, guys, you can still get them into us before the show is out. 83 306 9696 the text and WhatsApp line. I did get a text in here just to say that there was a dog found, a Labrador, in the Ballyuskal, I think I'm pronouncing that right, area near the Cromwell Road. Um, so do do get in touch maybe if you have lost your dog and we'll pop you onto them. Now, it is time for one of my favourite parts of the show and that is our Get to Know the Guest. Knowing me, knowing you. The Building Balance Get to Know the Guest. Paul Norton from Carlo. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> on you. Right, your favourite meal, go. Uh, burgers. Burgers? Yeah. Where's your steak now? Favourite hike in Ireland? Uh, oh, geez, Ireland. I've not done any in Ireland. Abroad? Uh, Mount Everest. 
as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Watching sunrise or sunset? Oh, I like, I like, oh, geez, two of them. Can I pick two? Nope. Oh, Jesus. Uh, sunrise followed by uh, a sunset, sunrise and a swim. <laughs> Nice. Pick one to keep, swimming or running? I know the answer oh, here. She's swimming. Oh, probably running. Oh, yeah, swimming. Running. <laughs> Are you yeah. decisive, right? <laughs> okay, your favourite dessert? Um, phew, geez, cheesecake. Cheesecake, yeah. interesting. Your last <laughs> watch on Netflix? Oh, Yellowstone. Oh, that's not. Uh, Yellowstone? Yeah. It's Queen Netflix. Your last thing that you ate? Um, avocado toast. Healthy out. Okay, your typical <laughs> coffee order? Uh, flat white or long black dash milk. Pick one, tea or coffee? Poof, coffee. Heinz or chef ketchup? Heinz. Great. We can be friends still. <laughs> <laughs> Bar- <laughs> Barry's or Lines? Barry's. Bar- okay, no, we're not friends anymore. Favourite favorite staycation destination? Oof. What staycation do you mean again? In Ireland. Oh, jeepers. Oh, granny's house. Your granny's house. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Your favourite abroad destination? Oof. Mount Everest. <laughs> the last person you hugged? Uh, granny. Spring or summer? Oh, you actually. Oh, when he walked in. There That's true. There you go. Spring or summer? So I like spring. Autumn's good. Spring. Last song you played? Last song I played was... Oh, God, I have no idea. I'll, I'll do it quickly. Your favourite podcast currently? You can't say your own. Oh, Christ. Um, favourite podcast? Um, I don't really have any, to be honest. Okay, what's your own? Paul Norton Podcast. Paul Norton Podcast. There you go. (laughs) Get to know the guest. KCLR. Oh, Paul, you're good crack. Okay. Before we let you go, I also have your Building Balance Life Hack of the Week. With simple things you can do. The Building Balance Life Hack. This week, how can you get more juice from your lemon? So the next time you need fresh lemon juice, okay, try this tip. Microwave the lemon for 7 to 10 seconds, then roll the lemon back and forth under your palm on the counter. And when you squeeze it, you'll get more juice from the lemon with less effort. Try it with limes too. There you go. Paul Norton, if people want to find you, your content, get in touch, where can they do so? Um, yeah, I suppose the easiest one is just Paul Norton Fitness on Instagram or, you know, my podcast either, Paul Norton Podcasts, just them two would be good to get in touch. Paul, I can't thank you enough for coming in to the show today and being my guest, being my special expert when it comes to strength training and resistance training. It was great fun. And I want to thank all of you for joining me on the show this evening too. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week with a brand new topic at the same time, 6 to 7 on Tuesdays. Do not go anywhere because Own Kerry is on the way with Fully Loaded. Paul, anything else you want to pop out there? And that's all. It was great to be on board. And yeah, it was amazing. It, it's been great. a pleasure. I'm sure we'll have you back in case you very soon. Yes. Thank you. As we always say when we sign off here, guys, I will love you and I'll leave you. This is my building balance track of the week to get you motivated. It is called Rasputin. Getting you motivated. The building balance track of the week. Have a lovely evening. We'll talk to you shortly. <laughs>